Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Oh, it's a huge moment for community rugby in New Zealand. I'll throw it to you, Louis, to introduce our next guest. Yeah, no, you're right, Izzy. It actually is. A, it's, I'd, I'd probably call it a seminal moment, to be honest, because we've been ambling towards this for a long time now. NZR and the 26 provincial unions, well, it's just gone ATM, and they've just opened applications for $7.5 million worth of funding for rugby clubs as part of the recent Silver Lake involvement into New Zealand rugby in our national game. Over 450 community rugby clubs are set to receive investment, which ranges from 10000 to 40000 per club with the first round to be paid by the end of October so we're in September now we're talking cash injection Steve Lancaster is the GM of community rugby he's always very good with his time he's in the studio wandered down the corridor to see us this morning g'day Steve how you doing yeah good thanks yeah it does make it easy when it's just to walk down the corridor doesn't it <laughs> could have bought some coffees <laughs> <laughs> next time not for the league. They're saving it for the community. They're saving <laughs> it for That's the community. Right. That's yeah. right. Seven, seven and a half million dollars and not a coffee, is he? But, Can't believe but, it. But, and, you know, Steve, like, today has been a long time coming. You must be, I mean, you are mm. beaming. You must be so thrilled. Yeah, we're delighted. I mean, you know, all the way through the, the process, um, and it was quite a drawn out process, as everyone knows, in, in getting the Silver Lake transaction across the line. Um, we, we were consistent that the, the, the main driver behind uh, that endeavour was to, to put more money and more investment into our community game. And so I use the word seminal moment. And I think that's a really, a really appropriate word. You know, we're, we're really excited today that we can actually put something tangible um, directly back into the grassroots of the game. 450 clubs based on, I guess, part of the criteria would be numbers um, when you're talking 10 to 40K. Yep. Um, what sort of difference is that going to make to those clubs? It'll make a really big difference, right? And so, you know, you're talking uh, for a club with uh, zero to 199 members, they're eligible for 10K. For clubs with over 600 members, it's 40K. And so, you know, based on um, that scale, then then that money can go can go a long way. Now, it won't fix all the all the all the um, problems of the world and in, mm. in, in community rugby and in, in the club landscape, but it will make a significant difference. And we're keeping it very open ended, so clubs are able to apply that where it will make the biggest difference. Whether that's retiring a bit of debt. Uh, enhancing their facilities, 
uh, or implementing programs to make their clubs more welcoming. Mm. I know, you know, being in clubland myself, I know that 40k especially will make a huge uh, contribution to the way that volunteers are uh, working with their clubs. Is there criteria around that $40,000? Like, do they have to, I guess, hit some marks that you guys and some outcomes that you guys want so that you can release that money to them? Or do you just go, here's 10 grand, here's 40 grand, now just get on with it? Uh, it's it's not quite as loose as here's ten grand or forty grand get on with it, but we've wanted to keep it very open ended, right? Like this is this is their money. We want them to apply it, and we're trusting club committees and club boards to make good decisions around uh, that investment. But what we have said is um, that there are some things that it can't be invested in or spent on, right? And so we don't want it spent on players. We don't want it spent yeah. on uh, team support staff. So we don't want every Premier Club team having an analyst sitting on the sideline next season, for example, <laughs> right? Um, and we don't want it spent on trips. Right, yeah. So we don't want to see the Prezies going to the Gold Coast for a week and having a fantastic time <laughs> on NZR. Yeah. Hey, Lex, mate, honestly, uh, great work from, from the NZR to giving back to the community. Have you, what, what's the feedback from the clubs, mate? Um, what, what has been, the, I've been travelling around doing a, filming a show and we went to a club in, in South Auckland, Puni Rugby Club, mate, and uh, it was in dire state, let's be completely honest. So what has been... The feedback from them to and have they really taken to this? Is this enough, or was this just a start? Uh, so I'll answer your last question first. This is the start, right? So this is just an initial uh, cash injection into the club system. Um, yeah, we want to we want to share uh, some of the immediate uh, benefit of Silver Lake with our with our community game, um, and, and and so th- this is really a distribution from that that initial capital injection, but. The intenders over time, as uh, you know, Silver Lake's input into our business and our capacity grows and we're generating more revenue, that we're able to continue to invest more money into the community mm-hmm. game. So, yeah, this is the start, really. Um, the, um, the second question in terms of what the clubs have said, well, I guess we'll find out today. We've, we've been pretty mindful of, of not getting ahead of ourselves, and so we're only, we're only announcing this scheme this morning. We've talked um, you know, uh, openly for some time about there being $7.5 million available to clubs, and certainly... There have been plenty of questions about when they can start to get their hands on that, but we've worked through a process over the last couple of months with the provincial unions to um, just ensure that we've got the right criteria in place and that we've got the right checks and balances. So we want to ensure that every club that receives it is legitimately a club, that it's incorporated, that it's a member of the provincial union, uh, and that it is active. Is it every club, Links? Like, well, we've got so many rugby clubs around New Zealand. Are you going to be able to um, contribute to every club? Yeah, that's the intention. So we've again we've worked with the unions to this date to to validate their yeah. local lists of clubs, and by our count, there's somewhere around about 475 clubs. You know, and we we don't know exactly mm. because um, we, we we need to go through that process of validating them against the criteria. But we anticipate 470 odd 475 clubs will benefit from this. Yeah. Hey, it, I just want to sort of take it um, or tack right here with that seven and a half million dollars. And, I, and I'm and I'm guessing that that's just the start of uh, funding that's going on the clubs. Is there a, a a board that looks after the clubs that you go to to say this is this is what we've got in mind from the NZR to go go to that clubs, and do they have a say in what they could do with that seven and a half million dollars? Because I'm thinking if you're giving them seven and a half million dollars now, and say it's part of a three tiered process and you're going to give them seven and a half million dollars in three years time and and all of a sudden you've got 21 million dollars that you've ring ring fenced for the clubs wouldn't it make more sense to invest that 21 million dollars and grow a fund that is prophesizing where the 21 million dollars stays there as opposed to just giving away seven and a half million dollars and it, and it goes and clubs spend it and then you're just um, building a, that i guess that um 
that perpetual funding that could possibly happen? Yeah, that, I mean, it's a, it's a really good question, Rod, and it's something we thought about a lot uh, in terms of how we manage this uh, going forward um, investment and distributions. The key thing to, um, I think, recognise is that uh, with 470-odd clubs, we, we can't have a relationship or even direct engagement with all of them, right? And we'd have to set up a department just for that, and it would be a big department. But we've got 26 provincial unions, and so the provincial unions are our conduit to those clubs. Yep. And we work with the provincial unions uh, in terms of what's what's best for their clubs locally uh, and managing the relationship with their clubs. In terms of you know setting up some sort of an endowment or... Um, you know, accumulating funds over time for distribution. We, the, another another part of um, this whole construct that we've we've created um, through the new capital um, raise process is what we've called the legacy fund. So mm. initially, the sixty million dollars being set aside in a legacy nice. fund that will grow over time, and the intent of that fund is is primarily to invest money back into the community game. Uh, but again, we'll do that through the provincial union. So we wouldn't anticipate clubs pitching up and applying directly to access returns from the, the, the legacy fund, but we would expect to be engaging with provincial unions on behalf of their clubs. Mm, like a trust. Yep. Yep. Well, wh- whatever you invested in, let me know, mate, because it's horrible times out there. Holy. <laughs> uh, mate, uh, thanks. Just just on the, on the game, uh, club rugby, where, where we're at in terms of, of numbers and members being a part of the, of these clubs, it's all um, great and, and, and gravy. Uh, giving these clubs money, but are they gen- do they generally have a lot enough players? I've heard of um, clubs only being able to field one team. So yep, uh, uh, yeah. Where are we at with it in terms of club rugby? Yeah, so senior. So we, so we track we track the numbers through the season, and then we do a wash up at the end of the year where we you know we finalise the numbers. We just have to cross check you know duplicates and the like. But um, but club but senior senior club numbers are actually looking pretty stable. Um, so yeah, you know, we haven't seen significant movement up or down over the last couple of years. It's been really hard tracking player numbers over the last three years because it's been so volatile. You know, twenty twenty they took a massive hit. Twenty one they were up. This year they're going to be, we think, down again a bit in total. Uh, but club numbers are actually pretty strong. Steve, what, so, so what is your um, your hope, I guess, with the with the um, increase in funding that goes in the club? What do you hope the outcomes are here for all of the clubs as as a development officer for community football? Well, first and foremost, we want to ensure that the clubs make choices that will enable them to still be here in ten or twenty years' time. So, if you know. If, if, if that's clearing a little bit of debt or or, or um, you know or putting a lick of paint on the club rooms, that's fine. If if their club rooms are in good heart and financially they're in great shape, then they might want to invest it in um, upgrading some of their, their facilities so that they're um, you know they're more more usable and more accessible for female players because we've got big big growth in numbers and female players and we're significant expecting another significant uplift next year off the back of the World Cup this year. Um, they might invest in, in programs or initiatives to grow, you know, to grow their junior grades. So again, we're keeping it really open ended. We mm. we just don't want to be too prescriptive at this stage. You know, where we, we may be more prescriptive is down the track as we're looking to invest the um, the distributions or the returns from the legacy fund or the the funding that flows into the provincial unions and through them. We know this uh, is this is this a priority for NZR. We know how much how important this is for New Zealand rugby grassroots level. This is where our our next generation come from. So, do you feel like this is the number one priority of New Zealand NZR and other board and Mark Robinson um, helping you um, fulfil this priority? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I can I can tell you that um, every time there's a board meeting, community rugby gets mm. significant attention and discussion. Um, Mark yeah. Robinson um, has certainly been a, a really strong driver in ensuring that 
that we walk the talk um, with the, with the Silver Lake investment and ensuring that we actually deliver on some of the promises that have been made along the way. And um, as I say, today's you know significant step in that regard. Uh, it totally is, Steve. And um, lots of people will be listening around the country today, thinking, "Oh, I can't wait to to get onto my club and make sure they're chasing this up now that the window's open." Just on that, we know that people, and we talk a lot about, well, I talk a lot about racing on the show, and we've had a real issue with infrastructure, and at the end of the day, yeah, your governors can know exactly what your track needs, or your governors can, you know, the people that look after the game in New Zealand, New Zealand rugby, know what the game needs, but the people that are working in these clubs aren't professionals, they make mistakes, we see it all the time, they're volunteers, they're not necessarily highly skilled at running clubs, but they give their time, they're passionate. Is there any way to make sure... And I know you will want insurances that this that the actual stakeholders playing on a Saturday afternoon or parents taking to their clubs, kids to their clubs, aren't being let down by the people actually spending the money. Yeah, absolutely, and that's something else that we, we've contemplated because you're right. There's a there's a massive diversity of of club um, arrangements and, and management, you know, capabilities. So again, the provincial unions are critical here. So this whole process will be managed through the provincial unions. So every club will. Uh, today, um, or hopefully today, receive something from their provincial union advising them that this has opened up for applications. The clubs will then have to apply to the provincial union for the funding. And again, our intent is to get the money out the door, not to make that hard. It's a simple one-page application. Um, But there'll be some checks and balances there. So when when a club um, submits this application, they're also agreeing to be audited. uh, So they can be audited. We're not going to go and audit 470 clubs. But if there's cause for concern in a, that, what, that any one provincial union has with an individual club or clubs, then they can go and audit that. Nice. Yeah, nice length. Honestly, a huge announcement today, 7.5 million back into the rugby clubs. The grassroots, that's the heart of New Zealand rugby. Quickly, just on the under-85s, mate. Obviously, huge weekend. The Bush Pigs getting it up over the Auckland Debt Collectors, mate. Honestly, you must be really proud and happy with how, how that tournament's well, gone from strength to strength, two years in, back-to-back champions. But, mate, any... Any ideas going forward of where we could take this under 85 um, kg competition to, mate? Uh, someone was yeah. talking about a World Cup, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, one of our biggest concerns is that if it's successful, it turns into another high-performance competition, which is really not the intention. I mean, it, as, as anyone that watched the game on Saturday would, 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 would attribute it, was that, I mean, it was definitely very good rugby, but you know, with an element of tongue-in-cheek and things like the, the Shui Vuitton Cup and that, you know, give it its own flavour. Um, um, we, we, we've had three years of this competition now. It's grown each year, but each year it has been a co COVID-disrupted competition. So next year our intention is just to deliver this without interruption um, and to continue that growth. We're really keen to see some of the provincial unions that um, that don't have established grades but have entered composite teams. Uh, yeah, it'd be great to see those those unions entering more than one team um, off the back of the success of this competition. And then in time, you know, if there was if there was p- the possibility of um, some form of international competition, and you know, frankly, our, you know, our vision for it would be more along the lines of a, um, a a president's grade or a master's type uh, yeah. competition than a, than a than a pure high performance World Cup, then we're really open to that. But we just want to take one step at a time with this competition and it'd be really nice to have a run at it without COVID interrupting it um, next year for a start. Oh, I think I, I could just see this happening because people would have seen Saturday and think, man, that looks good. We need to get a team so they'll start recruiting. So you really want it to maintain <laughs> the amateur Kind of title, don't you? So how do you ensure they don't get out there and start losing the plot? Because I can picture some <laughs> some people going out there and start poaching. 
Yeah, well, we, I mean, you know, it's, it's something we've considered a lot, right, because you're right, it's like any, any com, com competitive endeavour, once people get a sniff of it, they want to do better, and so player eligibility rules are really important there, we want to, you know, what, it's, it's pretty simple, really, if you're under 85 kilos, you're eligible, <laughs> but if, you know, but, but this year we introduced the rule that you had to play in the, the qualification rounds in order to be eligible for the finals, mm. so we don't want to see uh, clubs parachuting, you know, Premier grade players down following the end of the Premier uh, Competition. Right. What's uh, what's Damien McKenzie weighing these days? Do yeah, you I think he'd qualify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, so I'll tell you what, though, I, so I probably didn't qualify. Haven't qualified since I was fourteen years old, unfortunately. <laughs> We've got no chance. We've got no chance. I was thinking last night, like an Andy Ellis coming back from overseas, he'd be under eighty-five, so he'd be eligible. Yeah, he'd be eligible, but he'd have to commit to playing in the competition right, you know, for, right, right through from the start. Yeah, yeah I'd look, I like, the, I like that rule. And mate, just, I just want to say, well done, well done to the NZR for really um, going back to where the game really needs support in the community rugby. You know, like being and working in my own club down in Waitara. Um, I'm going to turn into rugby club so I can access that 40,000. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always thinking, always scheming. Um, we'll hear it from yourself, Andrew James, the manager order of him, the Bushies. Him, him. <laughs> <laughs> Man manager of the, the Southern Bush Pigs. We just had him on and we'll be able to give you this feedback because it is really important to hear. Yeah, thanks New Zealand Rugby for giving us that opportunity. Playing before an All Blacks game, unreal, you know. Yeah, the boys were just fizzed. It was just such an experience for the guys and um, to get to another final and get the job done again, it's great. Yeah, and that's what you're doing and hopefully um, we can get clubs who can mm. have that sort of uh, gratitude and, and just start to move forward as we continue to grow rugby in New Zealand. Steve, really appreciate your time this morning. Well done and obviously you'll be busy today. So you'll yep. be flat tack wading through a lot of submissions, you and the unions. Uh, all the best. Thanks a lot. It's always a pleasure. There you go, Steve Lancaster, GM of Community Rug. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.